Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to this post-UFC 263 show of the MMA Fan Podcast. We've got loads to talk about, loads of exciting things, but before we get onto it, we want to let you know about uh, a new movie called Embattled. Yes, this episode of the show is in association with Embattled, which is starring Stephen Dorff. It's uh, written by David McKenna, who wrote Blow, who wrote American History X, two absolutely cracking films back in the day. And uh, it's also set around uh, the world of MMA. So uh, it's about a very tumultuous relationship between a father and son who are both MMA fighters. And uh, yeah, it gets pretty juicy. You can also see uh, cameos in that film from Tyrone Woodley, from Kenny Florian. So yeah, if you're into MMA, which of course you are, you're listening to this podcast, you're going to want to check that film out. I want to mention Free Train, uh, our sponsor as well. Um, They provide you with training vests, super cool training vests. If you're sick of going for your run or having your workout and having to carry your phone or constantly keep trying to sort of tighten up those holders that you get on your arms, go and check out Free Train because they're these really, really cool little vests. They've got a little pocket on the front that you can put your phone in. It's got a little popper and it pops down and you can still kind of flick through your tunes and do whatever you need to do with your phone. Clip it back on. There's another little zip on the on the shoulder so you can pop your keys in there. It's really, really cool. So go and check that out. And what we can also do is save you money on it as well. So if you head over to freetrain.com, have a little look. When you put it in your basket, we had a discount code, right, Blake? We did. We do. It's not past tense. It's present tense. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you just type in MMA fan, M-M-A-F-A-N, that's MMA fan, you will get a cool 10% off your purchase. So don't say we never spoil you. Right. We're done with the obligatory adverts, the obligatory thank yous. Yeah. And now we can now go to... rogue. We can go rogue. We can go rogue. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Right. Look, we're going to start with the prelims. We're going to rattle through them really quick because we know we all need to get onto the main card because there was some amazing moments on this fight card. But uh, let's rattle through some of the prelims very quickly. We should say we're recording this first thing Sunday morning and Blake and I haven't discussed a fight yet. So we're both choking at the bit to kind of get our thoughts out. So it's you, not choking you, at the bit. You've done it again. Oh, I've done it You're again, not haven't I? At the bit. It's chomping at chomping the bit. Chomping at the bit. You're not choking at anything. Oh. <laughs> Don't choke on the bit. You're chomping <laughs> at the bit and then you, you swallow it like a normal person and don't choke on it. Jesus Christ. Oh, right, you start with the prelims. Right. Evloev versus Dawudu. We're not going to linger on this for too long. It was dominant wrestling from Evloev for the first couple of rounds. Then Dawudu really came back. And it turned, I, don't, I don't know if uh, Evloev was getting tired. If it was a five-round fight, it would have been interesting because Dawudu was, was really doing well on the feet in that third round. And credit to him because it must be so demoralizing when there's that kind of dominant wrestling on top of you, that kind of Khabib, Usman, whatever, it, mm. you know, that, that dominant style of wrestling on top of you. But he came out and did really well in that third round, which makes me wonder about Ed Lued's cardio, if that's something he's got to work on or not, I'm not sure. Um, but I think uh, 
Next for Evloev, after getting that win, maybe someone like Sadiq Youssef, who got beat mm. by Arnold Allen recently. So Evloev's still kind of fighting up the chain. I can't remember if Youssef's maybe ranked something like 12th or 11th, something like that. Evloev can move up because he's probably about 14th still after that win. Also, there's, there's another, if you want a really interesting grappling match, I know Bryce Mitchell, as far as I'm aware, doesn't have a fight booked yet. I think he fought towards the tail end of last year. He's got fantastic jiu-jitsu, fantastic mm. grappling. That could be a really interesting fight. So, yeah, uh, yeah there's, two, there's two good options there for Evloev to keep fighting up the rankings uh, and keep progressing forward. So I think he's still undefeated as well. So he could be really one to watch. Uh, next fight, unfortunately, didn't go JoJo's way, did it? Well, it, it didn't, but... I, I thought it was close. I thought it was really close. Um, Very close. I thought I, I thought uh, Jojo nicked the first round. Um, it, I, I think it's pretty undeniable that Murphy took the second um, and, and and sort of dominated Jojo there. Uh, and then as soon as she found her range again in the third round, I did think that Murphy's striking was was pretty consistent in the third as well. So I think I, I think Jojo had to get a big round and I think she had a good round, but I just think it wasn't big enough. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I scored it as potentially a draw. Like this is one of those fights where we maybe need someone like a Mark Goddard or a George mm. Sheehan or someone here to just kind of go, go through it a bit more clearly with us in terms of like that kind of judging criteria. Yeah. Because, um, I, as far as I was concerned, I think Jojo nicked the first round. That could have been yeah. kind of British bias or maybe even just friend of the show bias because she's been on the show. Mm. And I'll admit that, but I think it was very, very close. That first round could have gone either way. The big question for me was, was the Lauren Murphy kind of round two win, uh, was that round a tenner? She because she did yeah. dominate. She absolutely dominated. Jojo kind of gave her nothing back. So that could have been a 10-8 round. And then in the last round, I think Jojo clearly won it. I know it wasn't like some kind of overly dominant round, but I, I do think she clearly won that round. So for me, I, I think it could have been a draw with that, yeah. you know, a 10-8 and then maybe two 10-9s to Jojo. Mm. I think equally, if you don't score that middle round at a 10-8, if that's a 10-9, then I'll, I would give it to Jojo. But, um, yeah. And but I, yeah, you know, there you go. And I want it's to not a robbery, about... is it? It wasn't. No, nice. no, no, not you at know, all. It, it was a not close fight. You could give that first round either way, so it's close. But at the end of the day, what does the winner get? They're asked yeah. by Valentina Shevchenko in a few months. I mean, that, that I, mean I know the they're fighting line, for the title. It? Yeah, they're fighting for the title. They're going to get paid a bit of extra money because they're in that main event and all that. Credit to Lauren Murphy. She's on that five-fight win streak. She really deserves it. I think at the start of her UFC career, she was one and three. That's right. I mean... Yeah, I mean, well done to her. That's some achievement to come back from being down that low and come back in the way she did. But is anyone going to be favouring her over Valentina Shevchenko? Absolutely not. Just some some uh, some credit to, 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 to Jojo as well. I thought her Muay Thai, um, which is never in question, was, was so good. Um, when they went into the clinches, when she, her elbowing, when she was breaking from the clinching was brilliant. The knees she was throwing were really, really good. Um, I just think that, I think Murphy obviously got that 10-8 in the second and I think that's what probably, uh, yeah, and I just, as I've said, I think that third round, as much as Jojo was out striking her, I think Murphy was still kind of pushing forward and, and game. So I think, yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate because obviously former former guest of the show and friend like Jojo's lost. What's next for Jojo? That I don't know. That I don't know. I think, you know, this, this was Jojo is mid thirties now, is she? I don't know. And, and you're kind of thinking this was a big chance for the title and, and people could have had question marks against that. Cause technically she only would have been on something like a two fight win streak. So she's got beat by Jennifer Meyer before that. I think the UFC really liked her. She's got a great yeah. fight style. I think she's, charismatic as well I mean just the fact that her voice is the way it is when she fights the way she does it's just a beautiful contrast and I think she's got a nation back in her as well Mm. I I, I don't know she needs to maybe step back and evaluate I I don't think she would ever drop down I think 125 pounds is where she wants 
to be. It's healthier long-term for her. I just think you could see that Lauren Murphy was bigger. And they, yeah. Rogan mentioned it on the show that, you know, she's bigger shoulders, mm. you know. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's next for JoJo. She's probably ranked about fourth or something like that, or maybe fifth. So she'll probably fight people in the top 10. There's no easy fights for Jojo. And mm. uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult to always kind of match make for people that have just lost fights as well. Mm. Never sure. But yeah, but Lauren Murphy, I think it's quite clear what she's up to next. And, uh, I, I good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, next well, you was... mentioned big old shoulders. We've, uh, we've oh, got a couple, yeah. of, couple of monsters here, but oh, it didn't deliver though, did it? It didn't, but in a weird way, I kind of think maybe we shouldn't be too surprised because their first fight at middleweight was mental. It We're talking back. Eric Anders and Darren Stewart, by the way, yes, we should mention yes, that. Yes, we are. Uh, and this was a fight at light heavyweight, so their last fight was against each other at middleweight. It ended because Eric Anders landed an illegal knee. Darren Stewart tried to continue, all credit to him, but the ref waved it off. He had a bit of a wobble on his feet, and understandably, because he was just kneed in the head by a very big man. Um, but this one, I think maybe they were wary of each other's power. Anders was really a bit kind of just holding him up against the fence. You could hear the boos in the crowd, and I'm mm. never a fan of the boo. Like, I hate people booing when these fighters go through what they go through, sacrifice what they sacrifice. And if you're a fighter <laughs> that thinks, I might get knocked out on the feet, but if I hold him against the fence and try and do a little bit here and there, maybe I can get him down that's your safest course of victory, then I don't blame them for that. Was it, it, from an entertainment standpoint, very dull? Yes. Yes. But but you can't boo them. Booing's too much. I'm not. I'm never a fan of people getting booed. No. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty dull. Uh, I wonder if Stuart could have nicked one of the two of those rounds because you're literally yawning as we oh, do, do know this what? podcast. Uh, sorry. Is it me or is it just thinking about this fight? You're literally yawning. <laughs> what the hell is going on? How early were you up today? Six o'clock. I was up at six and I was woken oh. up at five by a four-year-old. <laughs> I can't believe you're yawning through this. How fucking dare you? Oh, yeah, listen to our show, guys, aren't you? Just subscribe, like and oh. share. <laughs> just yawning through it. <laughs> Mate, they are choking at the bit. Choking? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, you know, I, I, I was just disappointed with it, you know, and, and I, I don't agree with the booing, but, I, I, you know, I, I can get why, you know, some people might be a bit drunk and see a couple of absolute monsters in there and they want to see some hands being thrown. I understand that. You know, you don't need to boo, though. And, yeah, it was, you know... As you said, there's there's two big old lumps there, and if your weight of victory is, you know, obviously any fight is going to take the safest course to that victory, and and that was it. It did just make for a, a pretty uneventful watch. Yeah, I mean, it was the third round where Anders got him down, landed some heavy ground and power, and that's what clearly kind of won him mm. the fight. Commiserations to Darren Stewart. I hope he's yep. all right and. You know, it didn't look like he took a huge amount of damage. So if no. he wants to get back in there soon, maybe he can. I don't know if he maybe wants to stay at light heavyweight as well. You yawned again. Jesus <laughs> Christ on a bike. Let's move on from this fight. Oh, Come my on. God. Um, right. Riddell and Dober, don't you dare yawn from this one because this was no. a good fight. Mm. Stable mate of his ear as well, uh, Riddell, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a good night for City Kickboxing. And, uh, yeah, it was a, it was just a really good fight. I mean, uh, Doba had a real chin on him, got wobbled a couple of times, but I think edged round one as well. It was just a really fun fight to watch. And in terms of what's next, I, I think Riddell has just probably cracked into the top 15 now with that win over Doba. So I think really, as he's fought ahead and got into the rankings, his next fight possibly should be with someone behind him in the rankings. And we all know lightweight is so difficult to match make for because there's some mm. big names in there that don't just want to fight anyone. They want to fight names that are equal to them. And it's hard for these guys in the kind of unranked positions or in that kind of 
15 to 8, 9 position to, to, to get those big fights with the people above them. So, But I think if he fights behind him, there's that Raphael Fazeev who does that Matrix stuff, getting out of the way of, uh, yeah, of kicks that'd be and great. that. And he's on a win streak at the moment. He deserves probably a top 15 guy. I don't think he's got a fight book. So that could be a really fun scrap for Z versus Riddell. Mm. Right. Before Stu falls asleep, let's get on to the main card. Oh, and what a boring start to that. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. What was that? I mean, Paul Craig, Jamal Hill. Um... I think was I believe uh, Hill was the the, the betting favourite. Um, yeah, Paul Hill is no joke. Paul Craig. <laughs> Paul Craig. Oh God, you're going wrong today, mate. And you wonder why I take the mick out of you for your age <laughs> when you're having these moments and you can't even stay up past eleven a.m. in the morning. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I mean. I mean, what was amazing? How much beef was there before? Did you see on like the embeddeds and all of that, them squaring up to each other? I, I mean, I, I've not really see, seen enough of Paul Craig doing stuff like that. So it, yeah. to me, it seems like it came from Jamal Hill. Um, and yeah, and so and also I, I noticed I've never seen Al Guinea, the ref before. He looked like the oldest ref I've <laughs> ever seen in that. my life. <laughs> I just thought... Who is Al Guinea? Al Guinea is so old, he last paid for something in guineas. That's how old Al Guinea is. (laughs) I guarantee his grandkids were chuffed to see him on there. (laughs) With a competition. No, we're being disrespectful. He's probably a very well We all thought it, Blake. We all thought thought it, it, God, he looked old. And to be fair, I mean, get to that finish where Paul Craig just realised that his jiu-jitsu would be superior pulled guard just dragged yeah. him down in there and very quickly I think he nearly got him with an armbar once and then then again kind of got him into a, a, a difficult uh, position and landed that second armbar and Jesus it was just flopping around it just, I mean I, I thought it was snapped I thought it was broken but later on in the program Brogan said that uh, it was dislocated it's been popped back in place oh really um, I didn't hear yeah, that. Rogan, yeah, Rogan said that during the... You were probably asleep, mate. Uh, yeah. Rogan said that <laughs> later on in the broadcast. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I mean, oh, my God. Uh, that was really nice to watch. And, and Paul Craig said he felt it flopping around on him like a wet like fish. Like a wet fish. <laughs> so, oh I mean, Jesus, I mean, it was bad. I mean, I have to say, it looked to me, and I could be wrong, like the beef came from Jamahal Hill rather than... Paul Craig. Maybe it was a attack. Te- uh, uh, Craig Craig was game man with the beef. <laughs> like at the at the oh, um, yeah. the, the stare dance and that when he comes on with a, with with the blue face paint, he was charged up. Like yeah, but it uh, looked like it looked like in the embedded thing that like Jamal Hill came over to him and all mm. of a sudden like it all kicked off. It didn't look like. Um, it didn't look like it was a, a coming from Craig or anything yeah. like that. Well, well, Craig definitely put it to bed anyway, and I, I, I mean, it was a, a a brutal but super exciting start to the uh, to, to the main card. Um, yeah, a, a absolute beast, and I mean, things are going to be looking good. That's a great card to make that sort of statement on as well. You know, um, that's a really good win for for Craig. So I don't know where's he go now. Where does Craig go now? Um, well, firstly, well done on Paul Craig for wearing the rainbow shorts as well. Yes, I'm a fan. Show. I'm a fan of that. I want to see. Uh, I want to see more of that. I mean, MMA is a bit of a weird sport. I feel like we see a lot of. Um, I mean, even in the trash talk, some of the trash talk sometimes feels like it's bordering on homophobic from some fighters and i feel like famously bispin obviously said some 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 weird stuff you know uh, against uh i presume it's rockhold i'm sure yeah it's usually might even have been rockhold or hendo i can't think who it was well i mean to be i i I think i remember that and i think he came out and apologized for it i might be wrong he did did, so you know i want to just put out there that i think he did apologize for that but it goes on anyway. I think, you know, there's there's multiple fighters that have 
said things that are definitely at least bordering on on the homophobic and I think the UFC doing this rainbow shorts thing is fantastic and I think well done on Paul Craig for wearing the rainbow shorts and getting a fantastic win whilst wearing them as well um uh but in terms of what's next for him I think Volkan Uzdemir hasn't fought in a while and he's ranked eight and I'd like to see Paul Craig get a fight in the top 10 I can't remember where he's ranked is he 14th Jamal Hill was maybe 15th Paul Craig against Uzdemir, who's ranked eight, could be a really, really good fight uh, and a fight that he deserves. Um, uh, I think uh, Nikita Kryanov is another option. He's ranked ninth. Um, did he get a good win recently against someone? Was it Serkinov? Maybe I can't remember. Basically, getting someone in the top ten. Uzdemir's ranked eight. Krylov's ranked ninth. I think. Ustamir hasn't fought in a while, but I don't think he's got a fight booked. And Krylov fought recently, so he's been on the same time frame as Paul Craig. But Paul Craig's probably going, hey, I took zero damage in that fight. Give me a fight yeah. again very soon. And yeah, I think if we can get him a top 10 fight, I say we can get him. Like, like as if Sean Shelby and McMaynard are listening to the show. <laughs> but if he can get it, that's what I want to see. I want to see him fight a top 10 guy and, and see if he can you know, get another submission. That, that was really, really impressive. Um, yeah. Damian Meyer, Bilal Mohammed. What are your thoughts? Uh, and and do you know what? Uh, when we said about the pre-show, I I love Meyer. Uh, I think he's mm-hmm. great. Um, but it was kind of your your, your textbook Damian Meyer fight, where yeah. he's trying to take the takedown. That guy is clearly thinking, I don't want to get taken down by Damian Meyer. And so it kind of cancels it out a little bit. And I think it just made for an okay fight. Yeah. I, yeah. I, who was it we had on the show recently? I can't remember if it was like Pip and Brian or if it was someone else that was just talking about the kind of the jujitsu guys that just don't seem to get the takedowns right. I don't yeah. know what it is because, you know, Maya's been in this game for such a long time. And they kept mentioning on the commentary, he was constantly going for the single leg, constantly going for the single leg. Is there something to be said? And look, I mean, Damian Meyer is an absolute legend. He obviously knows what he's doing. Mm. But is there something to be said for some of these jujitsu guys just getting some real solid wrestling practice in and diversifying that whole turning the corner thing, changes, changing the angles and going single, double, and just, just mixing up the takedowns, the way that people mix up strikes and go body, head, leg. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All of that stuff. Do that with your takedowns. It felt like, again, I might have been influenced by the commentary. It felt like he was quite one-dimensional. And that's what probably lost him the fight. And and I think, you know, no one wants to say that because we're all fans of him. But, you know, ultimately that is what we saw last night. And, yeah, it was quite an an uninspiring watch. And I think... uh, 
Mohamed Nair, I mean, obviously, come off that awful stoppage uh, oh, with Leon. I hope. And, um, and good for him, you know, like, yeah. to, after having a bad time with the, the eye poke and all that kind of stuff, to come back and get a win, that moves him in the top 10. He's now probably ranked mm. ninth, takes Meyer's place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a great thing. Sorry, I've interrupted you. No, no, I was just wondering, you know, wh- where he goes next and what's for him because, you know, a legit win over over Meyer, you know, it's going to... And, and, and again, I, I think it shouldn't be overlooked, like, you know, getting a win in front of a lot, although it wasn't the most exciting win, getting a win on that card, that was a big card. I think, you know, people are going to pay attention. So, yeah, be interesting to see where that puts him. Well, but, I mean, he fought, he fought uh, Edwards, who was in front of him. I know it ended in weird fashion. Then yeah. he fought Maya that was in front of him. It would make sense for him to potentially face someone behind him now, but obviously he's not going to want that. And also, I think he did the UFC a massive favour by stepping in to fight Leon Edwards. Yeah. Kind of short notice. Um, you wonder how so, much that gets him favour. Do you know what I mean? I think it really makes the... Mm. I think they love that. I really think they love that. And I think that because of that, I wouldn't be surprised if he fights someone ahead of him again. And you've yeah. got... I think the loser of Burns' Wonderboy on the Connor card coming up next month is potentially a good shout. And I think that the the other good shout maybe is Neil Magny, because he's always that great test for a top five, top That's six That's a place. really good shout, like. So I think maybe, thanks, mate. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe, maybe Neil Magny could be a good shout for him, because Magny, what did he do? He lost to Kiesa, but then he beat Jeff Neil. Mm. Maybe a win over Bilal Mohamed is, is somebody he needs to then move further up again it's a shame for Neil Magny I do really rate Neil and like him but he always seems to struggle with those really top 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 guys um, so those are the potential options that I would yeah. put out there now let's get on to where this this card really started you're doing your Diaz impression there I yeah wish man could see it. <laughs> you're doing your Diaz impression in what looks like a linen shirt which Diaz would never wear do you know what right I uh, I had this shirt on last night and I woke up someone had a shirt oh because I'm going out like is that why you're shirt. so tired did you have a big night last night? It, no, it wasn't. No, I literally uh, said to my missus at like 10 o'clock last night, I went, right, because we just went to a barbecue and had a few beers. And I was like, 10 o'clock, I said, right, we're going to go now. And I'm never the one to say we're going to go now. And she looked absolutely surprised. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. So I, I, I was in bed nice and early. and uh, But I've woke up this morning, had a shower, knew I had to do this. So I put this white shirt on and I've not done it up properly. And... Right about now, I feel a little bit like Brent in the "If You Don't Know Me by Now" video. I feel like I feel like as we if we if we done this on YouTube, we could have started the podcast by maybe just me, me releasing a dove, and like we could have just gone from there. <laughs> it definitely looks like that. I'm seeing way too much chest. <laughs> That's the gift um, that keeps giving, brother. Oh, oh dear. Right, right. Uh, come on, let's do it. The noise when Diaz came out. I mean, he's the star of the show. I think it yeah. was more than Adesanya, wasn't it? Mm. He, he is a superstar. Everyone mm. loves him. Everyone just you, you can't not like Nate Diaz and you can't not watch a Nate Diaz fight. And the UFC knows it and he knows it and hopefully he's getting paid really well for it. Booze for Leon Edwards. Again, I kind of understand that a bit more because it wasn't about the performance that people were seeing it was about no we're getting behind our guy blah 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 yeah. i'm not really someone that would boo but i understand that so i that yeah. doesn't bother me as much um uh i mean yeah i mean leon just seemed to be relatively dominant those low kicks were nasty mm. um some elbows uh i felt like he caught he got the better of the punching exchanges he, 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 he was, was faster he was faster. He seemed to crack harder up until towards the end. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then he was, he, he seemed wary of the jujitsu, but still wasn't scared enough to not take him down. He tried to take his back. He was, you know, he, he put it on an all round good performance. Yeah. But then we got to like the last two and a half minutes or whatever it was of that fifth round and things got very hairy for him. I, I thought it was less than that. I thought it was about one and a half minutes left when he cracked him. I might be wrong. Because yeah. no, I was I just... Because he, he, he gave him the slap, didn't he? And like, he dummied him with a slap and then bang, just on the button. And you, Leon's eyes rolled, didn't they? It was literally pure fruit machine oh. eyes. And 
And yeah. I was like, oh my God. And I thought, uh, part of me as much as Leon's a Brit, you want your hometown, you know, your home country fighter to win. But I did just think, what a moment this would be. Like, because he'd dominated him hugely and the leg kicks were, were, were amazing. Them sweeps where he was just coming in and just sticking, oh. literally taking out both legs, twice dumped him on his ass. Like, that made that, him look quite, you know, that almost yeah. looked disrespectful the way he yeah. was sweeping in there. And, and, and what I really liked was, I mean, obviously, I love Nate Diaz, you know, and I loved the kind of the the fucking around, you know, the, the kind of leaning on the cage, the bending over and just the, the messing around very much what you'd expect from, from Nick. And, and I just thought, this is amazing. And I loved that Leon didn't get pulled into it. Just didn't yes. play that game. Didn't get, weren't being wound up, remained really calm, measured, even when like uh, he put his arm out to, 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 to touch uh, gloves in the middle of the fight and Nate just smashed his hand away. I just thought... And then Leon yes. gave him the fingers. Yeah. Like, I just to thought, be fair, he did tread on his cup. I was a bit like, Leon, be careful, mate. You're, you're treading on his cup. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was it, it was brilliant. And I think that... I think Nate could have had that. I think he... When he cracked him, I just thought, that's it. That's it, because he's, there's enough time left here. And Nate just kind of was doing the finger pointing and, and, the, and the kind of acknowledgement of his own shot, whereas I just thought, pounce on him. You can finish him here and Leon was credit. Leon was hugging, wasn't he? He, Mate, was, he was boxing, hugging, and just trying to survive there, definitely. And credit to him. Credit to oh, him for, yeah, for, for getting the, through that. The ability to do it and the mental passage, oh, I know what I need to do here. And, but what I liked as well was... When we saw Connor in that first Nate fight get really rocked, he shot on him. Yeah. Lazy shot, and you're into the jiu-jitsu world where Nate just choked him out, mm. um, made him tap. Uh, and Leon didn't do that. He could yeah. easily have gone, oh, I'll shoot. Because you see a lot of fighters do that. I'm rocked and I'll go in for a lazy shot. He didn't. He stayed up but just tried to kind of hug and be in a position where Nate wasn't going to do a huge amount of damage yeah. to him. I mean, someone tweeted, uh, a fighter tweeted that Nate should fight 10-round fights because, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I saw that. He, that was great. He, he, I mean, it's, it's so true. I was thinking it. I was like, Jesus, if this went another two rounds, I'd be leaning towards Nate. Mm. Um, here's the, the, I suppose the main talking points for after the fight for me are, A, I, I oddly feel like in terms of stock and fandom, and what's next for them, and money, and all that stuff. I think Nate's come out of that fight better than Leon had. Did you see what Nick uh, uh, put on his Instagram? No. Um, he put, uh, Leon won on points, uh, Nate won the fight. And uh, and, and That's a and narrative that you play, though, isn't it? Of course, because, you know... He's the bank account, Nate. Do you know what I mean? And Dana's obviously no fool for that. And like, and he's going to think, look, at the end of the day, we nearly had the fairy tale there. And and it always looks good. Nate being bloodied up as usual, just oh. looking like a zombie just coming at you. And then to literally could have won it, but was just too preoccupied being <laughs> Nate Diaz. Like, was just brilliant. And, and I think, as you say, he'll come out of that. I don't think that will affect who he fights. I think he'll get the fights that he probably would have got had he won that. Yeah, um, well, I don't know about that. I don't think he fights Usman. I think if he won that fight, he was fighting Usman. Mm. That shadow of a doubt in my mind. But uh, do you think that Leon's done enough to fight Usman now? No. Right, and this is what I... The, that's the worry, is mm. that I think Leon winning by decision would have been 50-50. Do they go with Colby or do they go with Leon? Yeah. But Leon... Winning by decision, but nearly getting taken out in that fifth round, I think, unfortunately, lowers his stock. And I hate to say it, I think Leon deserves the title shot. He's on a yeah. nine-fight win streak, plus he's got the no contest against Bilal Mohamed, where in that first round, he he won that round yeah. quite clearly. Um, Leon, there's an argument to be made, is the second-best welterweight around at the moment. He should be fighting Usman. However... He's not a big money draw, and I don't. I think if he finished Nate Diaz, 
you would have gone, oh my God, he finished the unfinishable. He he finished Nate Diaz, you know. Uh, you know, it wasn't a doctor stoppage. It wasn't it. He knocked him out. If he'd have got that, then that's it. He's fighting Usman next. Mm. But he didn't. And you've got Colby there, and Colby brings eyeballs and money as much as we don't like what he says he does a lot of the time. And, and a good fight. And that first fight was amazing. I think the second yep. fight goes very differently. I think Usman could finish him inside three rounds, potentially. But that, that first fight, you can look back on and go, hey, we're bringing you number two of this. Who's not going to tune in for it? Leon's in a tough spot because he now possibly will need another win, which is so mm. unfair. But the one thing you think maybe it opens up to is Masvidal. But mm. if you're Masvidal and you're looking at that fight, you're going, all right, I could fight Leon, who's clearly very, very, very good. And if I beat Leon, I might be in for a chance at belt, especially if Colby were to beat Usman if they fight. Um, so, you know, beating Leon would be great for Masvidal. Well, it would be. It'd be amazing for Masvidal if he, if he was able to beat Leon. And I think Leon would be the favourite going into that fight. However, there's a narrative now, isn't there, of, oh, if the doctor didn't stop the BMF belt fight, Course. Then, That's the you fight. Know, Nate was coming back into that, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Nate's proved it. He's proved that I can be four rounds down. You get me in that fifth round, I am dangerous as hell. And um, and that's the money fight. Again, if you're Masvidal and you're going, well, I need a couple of wins at welterweight if I can ever get back towards a title shot. And I may never get back towards a title shot because I'm quite old now. I've probably got three, four fights left in me, maybe. You're going to go Diaz. Because that's the money fight, and I say it's a more winnable fight than uh, than Leon. So yeah. I think, unfortunately, Leon again is going to be in a really shitty place because Usman could fight Colby, Masvidal could fight Diaz, and then who are you left with? Maybe, mm. maybe the winner of Burns and Thompson. But again, it's like that does not. It's another that, great win, but, but it doesn't. Winning it doesn't them go, doesn't. Here's yeah. your one. Yeah it's, yeah, it's really shit for Leon. I really hope he gets the title fight, but I think that the ending to that round has really hurt his stock in terms someone of... Someone tweeted that at the end as well. I saw someone tweet that, and they flagged that up just saying that, that you know that last minute and a half has probably cost him the title shot. Which is and so like, sad. It, it's really sad for him. He deserved it, but... Ah, uh, what can you do? We're, we're, I, I mean, we're talking about poor old Leon Edwards, but we should also say that we just watched four and a half rounds of absolute masterclass from Leon oh, Edwards. He, he was, was phenomenal. Like, absolute. I mean, we're going to move up to the next fight, right? Yes. Yeah, let's move on to that co-main event. And I, look, I picked... Figueredo to win. I, I did, didn't you? I did. I think you did as well, to be fair. Did you? No, I did I? Remember. We'll no, to, I don't think I did. We'll have to listen to the old episode. I'm not going to believe what you say. Um, uh, <laughs> but no, but you know what? I was really happy for Moreno. I, oh, I think man. The, the, the chat going up to it and like, Figueredo, I think, picked like a, a kind of battle with Moreno verbally that didn't need to happen. You could have just gone, look, what an amazing fight that first one was. I think I'll do better and I'll knock him out in the second fight. But that's it. This whole narrative of like, he was saying this and he was saying that. He wasn't really saying much. But, you know, you possibly were in the hospital with, you know, a stomach bug or whatever it was that you had and all of that. And it might have affected your performance. But, you, I, yeah. I, I didn't I, get I didn't it. Like that. I didn't like that. I think it turned people off of him. And Massively, it did turn people off. And, and and I think like pick your fights. I mean, you've got a big fight in front of you anyway, right? So you don't need to be picking fights, you know, outside the octagon with somebody who is the most likable person on the planet, right? You're the legit champ. No one is questioning how good you are. Why? And, and the push at the weigh-in, I just thought, man, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? We see that that cost a fight a little while ago. It's like, don't be doing that. It was like, just strange. I was thinking, why are you why are you portraying yourself like that? Because people rate and like you, and you've just turned the fans against you. And that was apparent, you know, when, when Moreno come out, that place come alive. And when he come out, they come out to booze, and people weren't on side with him. And... 
yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were, were saying that they thought uh, Figueroa was going to knock him out first round and it was going to be, you know, this this absolute kind of, nope, this is how that fight should have gone and this is this is a fit me and this is what I'm going to do. Oh, how wrong were those people? He was yeah. brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. His boxing was incredible. Like, the way he took he- his back as well in the scrambles. Yeah. Like, just a great fight. Absolutely great fight. Um, yeah, thoughts? I did... Well, I, immediately I said, my, by this point, uh, I think my, my wife had, uh, had come downstairs with the kids. And, uh, well, my son was with me, to be fair. But um, uh, at this point, I said to my wife, Figueredo's just come down the, to the octagon with the Mission Impossible soundtrack uh, going on in the background. And it made me go, that's surely a bad omen. The last thing yeah. you're going to be thinking is Mission Impossible. And yeah. I immediately thought it and just made a joke about that to my wife. And then you, you see what happens. That's the, I don't think anyone should come down to the ring to Mission Impossible. Uh, yeah. Irving, that's a good uh, good idea. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just these scenes at the end, man, when he, just, he seemed to be just walking around cool as you like and then just broke down. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a fantastic performance. I think he's the first Mexican champion. I know we had Cain Velasquez, but I think he was maybe uh, – was he American – but with Mexican like uh, yeah. parents or something like that, but this is your first kind of born in, raised in Mexican UFC champion. Dana White said at the pre-fight press conference, "You win this fight, you're going to blow up in Mexico, and he's going to be a star." And he's got a fantastic style as well. Mm. He's got a fantastic, like he's got amazing boxing, brilliant boxing, and then on top of that, he seems to scramble really well, loads of energy, like a, like a lot of the flyweights have, but he seems to be very. Very good and energetic on the ground as well. And, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of Figueredo lifting him up. I think I, I, I think that was um, him realising, well, obviously he'd been beaten, like, really, really well as well. Um, but I think some of that stuff that he'd done in the lead-up to it and then walking out as the champ to booze, I think he just thought, right, I've got two ways of coming out of this octagon here. I can be humble and respectful and redeem myself, you know, or I can just walk out of the octagon. And I think he chose to try and get a bit of respect back and, and, and you know, come across as hopefully the nice guy that he is. And I think that's... What didn't you like about it? Okay. Why are so you, why are you being really... so mean today? Like, you <laughs> like stuff like this normally. No, I do. Have you had a late night? All right, this is the, the, the cynic in me and right. the pessimist in me that I usually am, the, the negative Nelly that I am. Yeah. Um, uh, I love the respect. I love the bowing. I love the hugs. Yeah. I, I love all of that. For me, I felt like he did those things and then went a step further. And in Moreno's moment, when the camera was on Moreno and he's getting these hand raised and he's lifting that belt up for the first time, Figueredo just kind of edges into the shot and then picks him up with his own hand raised. Like, I know it's for Moreno, but it just felt a bit like he's getting involved in his moment and making it a bit about him. And maybe he was trying to go, look, I'm such a nice guy after all this stuff where people were kind Mm. of against me. He's trying to win back the fans. I think a hug and lift his arm and respect is one thing. I think picking him up in the way that he did. I don't know. I just don't like it. I, and I know Rogan was like, oh, you were so classy with it and all that stuff. I, I personally, being, again, maybe a bit too much of a cynic, hmm. just saw something a bit self-serving in it. And so I... You'd rather have him just kind of flipped in the finger, told him to jog on and just walked out of the octagon. Ooh. I, <laughs> I just thought, you know... Where's like, all this hate coming from today, Blake? No new, you know, I've never there seen this no, side of you. How dare you? There's no hate... Again, I have not seen this level of hate from you since you called out <laughs> Ralph Little. <laughs> Stop right up about it. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't now, not with me housemate and me. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I think there was something a little bit self-serving about it, but maybe I'm wrong. Let's let's maybe all try and be optimists and say that he was just being lovely and supportive. But it's not all um, of us. It's, it's it's just you, mate. But. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I'm sure there's some horrible cynical trolls on Twitter that think like I do. So, Cynics uh, tweet in, let us know. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so yeah, that's how I felt about that. In terms of what's next for Moreno, there is an undefeated fighter by the name of Askar Askarov, who's 14-0, I think, and one. I mean, he might have a no contest or something. He has been looking amazing lately. He dominated uh, Joe Benavidez recently. I think he's the next guy up, and I tell you what, that is no easy test. He's got that kind of that Dagestani wrestling style that we've seen so much over the last few years with the likes of Khabib and Makachev, people like that. Uh, he's got that kind of style about him, uh, and I think he can drown people in in, in that kind of wrestling. Um, and he seems just very strong for the weight class as well. If they fought, I'd want Moreno to win because I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, everything Moreno's about. He seems like a nice, lovely guy. Loves his Lego. Who doesn't love Lego? Uh, And, uh, yeah, so I'd I'd want Moreno, but I'd probably, if I I was a betting man, I'd probably put money on Askarov for that. But hopefully, hopefully I'm wrong, but you never know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, just took his moment away from him there. So literally, he's had the belt, what, five hours? And you're, you're already raining on his parade. No, no, I love You've changed, man. No, let's, let him go back to Tijuana, have a lovely, lovely time and have that parade. And I want him to win. He seems like such a nice bloke. I want him to be yeah. champion for a long time. But Askarov is, is, is a difficult uh, proposition for people to deal with. Absolutely. So, uh, so we'll see about that. Um, the main event. We've, I mean, we spoke about respect. Uh, there was very little going into this yeah. fight. Oh. Uh, and it would appear there was very little at the end as well. Um, but what a fight. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really... I mean, it felt like a completely dominant display from Izzy other than I mean I was worried in that first round because again my my wife was watching this with me and that's the other thing about Adesanya Adesanya can pull in the non-MMA fans or the people that just kind of dabble in it or whatever my wife was there going oh I'll watch this one she was really interested in the Adesanya fight and was just looking at like the way he came down to the ring in that costume I'm assuming it's some kind of anime thing or something but um uh, she she loves it. It's a bit of a spectacle. He's a showman. And she's a big fan of his, despite knowing very little about MMA. Uh, and that's what Adesanya brings. Um, yeah, I just, I, the, the takedown early on worried me. I was like, oh God, mm. Vittori's got that takedown. Could this be a sign of things to come? But every time he was taken down, he seemed to get to his feet. Other than that time in the third round where... Um, uh, Vittori looked close to getting the, the rear naked choke. Yeah. And then Adesanya was able to kind of spin into him and, and take top position. Uh, yeah. I, 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 other than that, it was a very dominant five round shutout, probably. You could make it maybe an excuse for Vittori winning one of the rounds. But I think overall, it's probably a five round shutout, elite level striking. And that was it. Uh, low kicks, uh, different oh. level. Um, yeah. And. Head movement was something that absolutely blew me away. It was like watching prime Anderson Silva when he was throwing like big shots for Tory and Adesanya literally hands at his waist and just like slipping, moving. And he was just yeah. not getting caught. And then he's like pop up and he just fire him back. And it was like, that's masterclass right there. I, I, I thought he looked exceptional last night. Um, obviously, 
you know, as we we spoke about with the fight against Yan, you just think, is he going to struggle with a bigger fighter? And fuck me, Vittori looked big last night. When he got in there, I was like, he is a beast. Like, he's... Is it an option that he moves up? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, there's just too big a gap. There needs to be, like, that one well, night. They spoke about it, didn't they? They yeah. spoke about it last night. It's too big a gap. Vittori's not big enough to fight a 205. He'd be dwarfed by a Jan Blachowicz mm. and, and, you know, Johnny Walkers and, and people like that. And so, the, no, middleweight's his weight class. He's good at it. He's only 27. He's got a lot of learning to do. That's probably not his last title fight. He He could fight, you know... Give him three, four wins. Not necessarily if Adesanya is champion, but I yeah. think that if, if Adesanya somehow loses the belt or whatever, Vittori could find himself in a title challenge position again. Um, and there's loads of big fights out there for him. You know, he's, he's not for Paolo Costa, which would be an amazing fight. He's not They're a for... couple of beefcakes, aren't they? That'd be, they uh... are a couple of big lads. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, you know, that... that that would be a great fight. Jared Cannonier, I know Jared Cannonier's got a fight against Gastelum in August, but that's a good fight. Mm. Um, Vittori's not faced a huge, like Robert Whittaker, Darren Till, Derek Brunson. Like, Vittori's actually got himself into a very good position to fight for a title without necessarily fighting the elite of that yeah. weight class and that, that division yet. So, he's, there's some really fun fights out there for Vittori. Um, mm. So he's, you know, people will tune in for that. He's got no problems. And if he can win those fights against the bigger fighters, like your Tills, your Brunsons, Costas and Whitakers, and Cannoneers, then uh, then he could find himself into a title shot again pretty easily. But he's probably going to have to work harder for it than what he did for this title shot because he's now going to be fighting, I think, some more elite-level competition uh, in terms of his route to the title. Um, I, I, I think he still thought he won it. Oh, he did, which was mental. so weird. Is it his coaches? Are his coaches a bit deluded? Like what? I've no uh, idea. Or did he? Or was it just face? Was he just saying so much shit at the start of the fight that he couldn't back out of it? Was that an immature thing? Like, I don't know because because he said. Is it? Uh, go on. No, I just because when like afterwards, Izzy obviously went over to you know shake hands and you know and 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 you know pay his respects and. He weren't up for it. And then obviously, you know, Rogan said to him, like, you know, what, what was said there? And he was just like, still just sounds deluded. Yeah. Again, it could be his coaches. It could be saving face. I mean, it must be very difficult to have the verbal warfare with Izzy like he did. And I think come out second best in a lot of it as well. You know, English is, is, is his second language. I mean, maybe technically, I don't know if it would be for Izzy, but I mean, he's, he's lived in uh, in New Zealand since he was about nine years old or something. So mm. probably not really. You know, he's a bilingual guy. Um, and Vittori, maybe, uh, maybe English isn't as strong as what Adesanya's is. So, you know, he's come out second best in a lot of the verbal exchanges. And then to then have the fight that he had where he did get shut out 50-45 across the scorecards, then, yeah, maybe maybe it was too difficult for him to uh, to, to be mature in that situation. I, I, I don't know. Especially also when, <laughs> at the end of round four, Izzy slapped him on his butt and gave it a squeeze, which was... I didn't know how I thought about that. I mean, that was a little bit disrespectful. But then when there's beef between people like there was between these guys, shit like that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the the weird thing at the end where he was, like, when the buzzer went at the end and he kind of was pretending to cry, I was kind of, I, I, I kind of got a bit lost then. I thought, what's going on here? What what had happened in them last couple of sort of seconds of that fight where Izzy was pretending to cry? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, I, and I think I know what it was. I mean, I don't know, but I, I think I do. I think there was about 10 seconds left in the round, and... Vittori was down on every single scorecard going. And he shot him for a takedown. And I think Izzy even like looked at the referee and kind of gestured like, what's he doing? Because yeah. he's got 10 seconds left in the round and he's going back to this position. Like yeah. it was just quite it was quite a kind of low fight IQ thing to do, unless his corner are telling him he's one three of those rounds and yeah. you know you've got this blah 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 in which case they've done him a disservice 
then it was a bad, bad decision to go back because you're not going to win the fight from there. You've got to knock him mm. out. Um, and I think Izzy was just kind of doing that. And then Vittori was like maybe elbowing him in the thigh and Izzy was pretending that it really, really hurt. Right. And at the end, again, it wasn't the best look in the world, the whole fake crying on the floor thing. Because even my wife, who obviously she didn't know what was going on, she's like, is he all right? What's happened? Um, and... Uh, yeah, so he was just like mock crying at like all because it was basically saying all the stories done his elbow me in the thigh and that's it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's obvious what's next for Adesanya though. It's got to be Robert Whittaker. Um, he's talking about doing it in Auckland, which could be really fun as long as they can make that happen. With all you know, we're still riding out the end of this pandemic. We'll see what goes on there, and I know New Zealand, Australia are very tight with security over there, and rightfully so, uh, and their borders. So we'll see, but that could be really fun in Auckland, New Zealand. Adesanya Whitaker, that'd be a fantastic card. And I mean, there's enough great fighters from that city kickboxing gym as well to Ooh. to go on the undercard of that, you know. Um, so yeah, so I mean, that's that's probably uh, about uh, about it for for Izzy and Vittori, really, is it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I just really look forward to Robert Whitaker how he adjusts and what he comes back with. Um, I think that could be something spectacular, that fight. Um, he's looked really good oh, since losing So good. So and, good. And he's talked about the mental side of the game before and the problems that he's had, and he didn't seem himself in that fight. I, I, I'm excited about the rematch. I think mm. Whitaker's done more than enough to earn that yeah. rematch, and I think we've seen... Slight holes in Adesanya's game in the Blahovich fight and in the Vittori. I mean, look, the Vittori fight was, he dominated, he dominated. But he was taken down a couple of times. That choke looked dangerous for a bit. Yep. Blahovich beat him and took him down and did well against him. Now, Blahovich had about a stone and a half, two stone on him, so that's probably why. But all of these little narratives make you go, do you know what? That Whitaker Adesanya 2 could be very different to the first fight. I, I would still favour Adesanya in that fight, but I think that uh, I think it could be a decision rather than a knockout. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, great card. And I mean, I feel that since we've started doing this podcast, we've been spoiled with so many incredible UFC events. And it just feels like, you know, just a, a pat on the back to UFC because they're delivering so... I'm, I'm saying it's like they're sponsoring us. I'm really not. I just think... The card we you wish. look at them at, like... Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're, we're sponsored by the UFC. <laughs> They've got their own podcast, but we're sponsored by them. <laughs> but, yeah, I just want to say that I just think they've absolutely delivered so many sp- spectacular events this year. And, you know, and, and throughout lockdown as well, you know, when they've, they've done them behind closed doors to give the fans what they want still, um, you know, and, and be able to sort of do that safely, then amazing. Um before we wrap things up, um, I just want to touch a little bit um, on the Bellator event uh, on, yeah. on Friday. Um, I'm not going to go through the, the, the whole card. Have you had a chance to watch any of it, Blake? I just watched like the kind of three bigger fights. Like, I, I watched Aaron Pico, Aiden Lee. I watched Paul Semtex Daily, and I watched uh, Lee Lima. Matsov. Yeah. So uh, I, I thought, you know, obviously we wanted Aiden Lee to win, but... Um, yeah, I, I thought Pico looked phenomenal in that, you know, uh, and, and and took the, you know, and, and got the finish. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. The takedown um, stats on that fight, crazy. Yeah. I mean, Aiden Lee just seemed so. I mean, obviously he's much taller, but he just seemed to be fighting so tall. Yeah, and and it just meant that Pico could just duck in, change levels, and take him Good down shout. very easily. Mm. And 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 Daly. Um, I mean, I, I I didn't think it was the most exciting fight. Um, you know, as and, and Jackson sort of said as much, you know, afterwards, if you're fighting Paul Daly, you know, you don't want to stand and trade hands with him. You know, you got to do what you got to do to to get the win, and that's what he done. You know, and you know, I don't think, <clears throat> yeah, Daly kind of weird cheap shot at MVP um, afterwards. Then has, has has gone back and I missed um, that. Apologised for that. Um, it, it kept cutting out, so I don't actually know what he said. Um, but yeah, he said something to uh, uh, about uh, Michael Venepage, who, who was doing a great job as a commentator. Uh, by the way, I thought um, they kept cutting back to the studio, and I thought he was um, doing a good job uh, on the on the pundit side. Um, 
you know, in regards to Paul Daly, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a huge name um, and he always comes to bang. So I think, you know, Bellator are going to keep him in good fights and uh, and all the time, you know, he, he still wants to fight. I think he'll still get high-level fights and uh, and will continue to to pay the bills. And I'm always up for a Paul Daly fight. You know that uh, whenever he gets in the octagon, you're going to see something. Unfortunately, Jason Jackson did not want to see that and done what he had to do to, to nullify it. And it just made for a, a bit of a dull watch. But... Yeah, it did. I mean, it's interesting, though, because you've got now... You've got kind of four guys at the top of that World Weight division. And it could be quite interchangeable because, obviously, we'll, we'll get on to the fact that Lima and Amosov fought and, and Amosov won that fight. But you've now got... MVP who potentially called out for Jason Jackson after his last fight and Jason Jackson there that's a potential num- that's a definite I would say number one contender fight if they were to fight each other do you give Lima a rematch against Amosov it was quite a one-sided victory but Lima's you know a, a heralded champion in Bellator Lima's got history with MVP he's the only guy to beat MVP and I know MVP really really wants that fight so you could do Amosov Jackson and MVP Lima depending on what he wants there's, there's Four guys there that are very interchangeable at the top of the Bellator World's mm. Weight division that could make really interesting fights. And let's not overlook just what a performance uh, Amosov put on. Dominated. Absolutely dominated Lima. Uh, Lima did not know how to deal with him. And, uh, and and we're talking Lima, you know, arguably one of the best welterweights in the world. And, yeah, he just looked... He had no answers. And, uh, no one. Yeah, and so I do think... I agree. I think Jackson Amosov's a great fight. Um, there'll be some serious wrestling going down in that scrap. And I just think let's have some absolute fireworks with um, the rematch with MVP uh, and Lima. Yeah, I, I mean, I would just leave whatever MVP wants, I think he should get. He puts on, he doesn't just win, he wins in style and he brings eyeballs to that, uh, to that uh, promotion. And so if he wants to fight for the belt, let him fight for the belt. I think that is going to be a, such a fascinating fight. You would imagine Amosov's just going to try and grab hold of him, pull him down. But with, with MVP's movement, maybe he can try and avoid that and land some kind of killer kick. Uh, it'll be something special. Um, Amosov as well, uh, first ever Ukrainian champion in a big organization. You know, they have those smaller organizations, but in terms of Bellator, one, UFC, all of those big organizations. He's the first ever Ukrainian champion. And he's 26-0 now, which is the best record in MMA as far as I'm aware, because mm. Khabib's obviously retired. So that's no joke, that guy. He's, he's, he's a beast. Um, mm. So, yeah, could be very, very interesting going forward in, in Bellator welterweight division. Yeah. Could, uh, I think Mike Bram was in his corner as well. Um, I think Mike Bram was... Uh, I think he must fight out of... Um... Uh, Mike Brand's at American, top team, isn't top it? Top team, yeah, I think yeah, he's in top yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good and, Poirier, uh, that is me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, interested to see like um, that that Bellator welterweight division's always an exciting place to uh, to be. Um, I think we're done. We've just hit the hour mark, and I think we can put them two events to bed now and look ahead to. Uh, well, I think the next time we're going to do a pre and a post, we're going to try and get um, Pip and Brian back on and, and discuss. Uh, the aforementioned Poirier McGregor three. Yes. Yeah. That's going to be a big one. I think it's July. Is it July 10th or July 11th? Either way. 11th, I think. Yeah. It's going to be a massive card on that card. You've also got Wonderboy Thompson versus Gilbert Burns. And I'm sure I haven't got it up here at the moment, but I'm sure there's plenty of other fantastic fights on that. Is it it Hardy to a visa? No, I got that wrong. Might be. It might be. Um, I'm trying to put it up now. I was on next week is uh, Korean Zombie versus Dan Ige. That'll be a great fight. Uh, should be a good war. And um, I think that uh, David Grant is also fighting on that card. And uh, Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts, they're repping uh, the UK uh, in next week's fight in the undercard of uh, uh, Korean Zombie versus Dan Ige. And when it comes to the Poirier Right, I pulled it up. Burns Thompson, Sugar Sean versus uh, Smoker. Of course, yes. Uh, Kevin Lee, uh, Sean Brady. Oh, yeah, boy. Ryan Hall's back. uh, Is he? Ryan Ryan Hall. Um, Carlos Condit as well. Carlos Condit? Carlos Condit versus Max Griffin. Where's that? 
Oh, it's, it's on, on the main card. On. Oh, I've not got that on the, uh, the the card that I'm looking at. Oh, that's strange. I think you've somehow got multiple cards on the go, maybe. So I've got... It's... Uh, you, oh, God, there's actually some absolutely absolute crackers on there. And on the early prelims, for anyone that's got UFC Fight Pass, which I will definitely be tuning in for this. Oh, my God. Nico Price versus Michelle Pereira. Are you kidding me? That yeah, is boy. fight of the night contender right there. I've just got to it. Condit, yeah, first on in the prelims. Um, Condit, Max Griffin. Yeah, and, and I'll, yeah, uh, two of Visa, he's fighting uh, Greg Hardy. Uh, that is some card. Brad Tavares, Akhmedov in the middleweight division. Ryan Hall's back. Michelle Pereira, Nico Price. That Michelle Pereira, Nico Price. I cannot, I love Michelle Pereira so much. I'd watch him fight a broomstick. Um, yeah, oh mate, we're going to get some Matrix shit again there. Sean Brady 100%. versus Kevin Lee. Uh, that's going to be a really interesting fight. Uh, Sean O'Malley, as you say, is always fun watch. Oh man, that is cracking. Hardy Tuivasa, Burns Thompson, Carlos Condit, and then you've got Poirier McGregor as well. That is, that's going to be a long pre-show. Mm. It's going to be a very long pre-show. Let's hope there's not a Bellator card the day before as well, because Jesus Christ, that's going to be a two-hour show. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So that's why I'm saying cheers to the UFC. Absolutely stacked cards, giving us all the entertainment. Right, Blake, I think we're done, brother. And, we're uh, done, mate. You need right. to go and get some sleep. <laughs> going to go and have a little nap like Grandad Simpson. Right. Out of here. See you soon, buddy. Bye, guys.